Hey y'all, this is a preview to the latest premium subscriber only episode to Champagne Sharks. So what you're hearing is a small clip of a longer episode that is available over on patreon.com forward slash Champagne Sharks. And it's available to premium subscribers who pay $5 a month. And if you want to hear the rest of the episode, go over to patreon.com forward slash champagne sharks and subscribe for only $5 a month. You get not only access to this episode in its entirety, but to the whole backlog of premium episodes, which at this point is over 100 episodes at this point. So it's a great deal. So without further ado, here is the preview. And I hope we see you on the other side at patreon.com forward slash champagne sharks, where you can hear the rest. Well, a lot of people think they're talking about when they talk about light skin, they're really talking about how close you can pass to white. So Jay-Z, for example, is actually more light skin than a lot of the people that they they talk about having light skin privilege, but he looks very phenotypically uh, black. Yep. So it... So it becomes it becomes uh, people don't talk about him as being as being light skinned, but then there's some people who are darker than him, but they have a narrow bridge nose or or thin lips, and they'll be discussed as light skinned more. And and to, and to some degree, sometimes people almost come close to realizing that's what they're talking about because <laughs> because there are times when someone offers an example of a dark skinned person who's who's killing it mm-hmm. and they'll be like yeah but but look at her features and it's like um ah, there but you then go. but then it never gets a lot of traction and and it, it goes back so so but yeah i mean this thing was this show was way too focused on on colorism right and it's very it's a very color struck show and i think that's one of the problems with these people who are um very very into colorism advocacy is that i think a lot of times it's really their hang-up more than it's other people's hang up. And I get that sense from the show. So like there was the other character, the, 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 it, it, it was it was bothering me a lot in the first episode because I could see that like immediately when this light-skinned woman walked in there, everyone else was dark, they were giving her shade. You know, it was like, okay, I feel like we're back in these like old, you know, kind of school days, you know, uh, talk about, you know, the light skin and the dark skin, stuff like that. But in the second episode where there was that one character, I guess, who was there, he likes to come in there and enjoy the the the, the, the light-skinned guy with, with, with some money. There was this comment that she was saying, you know, he... He's so he he's he's mad that he's not light enough that he can't um, pass for white. And I was like, okay, all right, cool. I'm not saying that that's not a thing, right? And that hasn't been a thing. Like Langston Hughes wrote stuff about that with his old play. But the weird thing about it in the context of this show was that like I'm watching it. And I'm it, it felt like what we we're talking about before, like it felt like something to please the Twitter crowd. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. They're, they're talking about colorism. And I was like, it just felt so out of cuff. And I was like, how is this in but, the context of who this character is in this world? I don't get it. But you want to think very interesting about that, right? I feel like let me think of a good example here of what I'm trying to say, because I feel like there's a really good analogy I can use and it's just not coming to me. But okay, I think it'll be like this, right? It'll be somebody who, picture somebody who's like a white ally and they're like, you know, I'm sick of how people treat black people. And like, you know, they're next to you, they're your, they're your white ally friend. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh man, this person is really dropping some knowledge. He's an ally, you know? And then he's giving a speech and he's standing next to you. And he's standing next to you. And he's like, yeah, you know, I'm tired of how black people are treated. You know, everyone acts like, you know, 
um, they're they they smell like shit and all this stuff. It's like, like, wait a minute, I didn't even heard that stereo. Like, <laughs> like, like, like they're saying stuff, right? That's like way above the normal, yeah, normal stuff. And he's like thinking, like, okay, what do you think about black people? Like, right. like, like, like the fact the fact that you think that in your defense, like, like what this person thinks the actual stereotypes of black people are are so bad that's actually worse than thank you the open the open the open races you start realizing wait a minute you and your way even though you're an ally actually have more fucked up perceptions of um black people and that's how i felt like a lot of the colorism crowd is like when i think of actual colorist people most of the time like black people who are colorists it's a very superficial stupid colorism like, like, like i've known color struck people they're like oh i need a girl with long long hair and you know uh i like a light-skinned girl and it's kind of very superficial as in like oh she's closer to she's closer to white and and some simple black self-hate but they were saying stuff in p valley that was like this guy was really really light-skinned when i first saw him when i first saw him it took me a while to even register that he was uh, part black. When they pointed it out, that's true. In the beginning, I, I thought he, he he maybe was white for like the first like thirty seconds. I thought he was maybe white. Yeah, I thought so too. And honestly, if he just did his hair a certain way, yeah, he could probably pass for like uh, somebody from Spain or Italian, right? Like, like 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 easily. So for them to act like this guy's got the mark of Cain, I was like, man, yeah. you guys are actually way more colorist than a lot of uh, <laughs> openly colorist people, right. even though you technically. Even though you're technically um, supposed to be doing it, the ones doing an anti-colorist and, narrative, and, and, and it almost tried to seem like compassionate to a degree. And I was just like, I was like, what are you trying to do here? And it, it they, they feel this like this is not a real problem. This is not a real problem. Exactly, like, this is not it's not a, a real, real problem. problem. Exactly. No, it yeah, isn't. Yeah, this guy looks like an Italian with wavy hair. That's what this guy yeah. looks like. <laughs> I mean, if he just cuts his hair so it doesn't yeah. grow out so much, you're not really gonna know. Uh, you'll just think he was just, um, you know, he had a tan or something. And then, and then for a show <laughs> that you know was is really about like not as Katori Hall says, it's not about moral superiority. It was actually a really huge moral judgment. So he's in here, he's enjoying his company with these with these women, right? He's like he could say he's a like really cool Uncle Clifford. Like this is someone who comes from a different community, but is still black who likes being there. And then they kind of judge him as he leaves. And I was like, whoa, I thought this show was about like not being moralistic. <laughs> Jesus, you just judged the shit out of this dude. Yeah. I mean, there's so much weird stuff going on. Yeah. Here's something, here's, here's something else. Right. Um, well, you haven't seen many episodes as I do, as yeah. I did. But um, the girl Autumn who is uh high high yellow she, she yeah. she's she's undeniably light skin right yeah. every, there's some episodes where every single line uncle clipper is like this high yellow high yellow oh this this, this pale <laughs> like i said god damn in like, episode two it, it was start, it was starting to roll out i was like jesus every episode yeah. we're gonna hear about her yellow skin oh oh, oh but that's every episode in this one episode i saw i think it might be episode four or five which is a little bit like the whole episode not a single minute came by without mentioning she oh, was uh, light skinned and it's like it's like these people, the writers, it's like the writers, the creators can't think of her. I, like that's her character. Her character is being light skinned. That's that's all her character is. And to me, like I feel like they're revealing their own colorism obsession through the mouths of these so called colorist characters. Like 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 your yeah. caricature of what they're thinking about people of different colors. I think 
kind of reveals your own kind of um, hangups. And just because the writers and creators are dark skinned doesn't mean that they can't buy into a lot of these same tropes, even if they're painting themselves as champions uh, against them. You know, you know what I mean? Like, and, and, uh, and this is and this, dark skinned people can buy into these tropes as well. And this is where I, I well, this is where I, I, I challenge the kind of premise around what Katori Hall like developed the show around. Because then I'm like, okay, wait a minute. You want to kind of create this this kind of evened out thing where no where there's no judgment and we're just kind of seeing how they live in their choices. But these people, okay, let's say you do want to talk about this, right? That's some hurtful shit. Why don't you explore it? But now you're just saying, well, they're just products of their environment. Or this is just who they are. You're actually taking you're actually giving yourself the ability to kind of like exercise your little stuff out about colorism, but then also not investigate it at all. Like there's no investigation of it. Also, all the colorist stuff comes at the expense of the light-skinned people. Yes, that's exactly what I mean. That's exactly what I mean. Yeah, and and to me, tinges of jealousy. Like, like it totally. comes, it totally. comes with thing of jealousy and where they gotta be all taken down a notch um, consistently. And like, um... Like I gave an example, like with with myself, what I was telling you, like, cause, cause, um, I think I'm closer to like the brown skin, um, side, but yeah. I'm, I can arguably be called, uh, light skin, depending on your perspective. But I'm, I'm more like in the, in the arguable, in the arguable range. But phenotypically, I, th- I think I look very black. You know, there's, there's not, I don't look biracial or racially ambiguous at all. I think I look, uh, very phenotypically, uh, black, nose, the lips, everything. Uh, but I remember there was, there was two times. Uh, where I casually and very casually just talking about, like, for example, there was one time uh, I pulled out my phone and um, I had like a hundred unread texts. And then uh, somebody was, was looking over my shoulder and um, they said, why do you have so many unread texts? And one of the stereotypes about uh, light-skinned people is that they don't read texts. They have unread texts. So I was like, uh, I guess the stereotypical uh, uh light skin thing like like i made a joke because i don't know where i came from but there's this joke that uh light skin people don't read text and then um this dark skin guy was like you think you're light skin but he said it in a way that was like hostile like i was trying to brag or like uh pull rank and i was like you know you know i don't think it was that serious and he said um yeah. he's like I, I actually i think you're more brown skin i'm like <laughs> oh, well that's, that, that's fine i don't really care i don't really care i just want to make the joke about the unread text yeah you know but there was a way of kind of like um, putting me uh, back in my place. But then I just started thinking, you know what? I think also what he was really more trying to say was um, you look black. Don't don't get ahead of yourself. Yeah. You're not uh, one of these. You're not, a, you're not a Steph Curry. You don't have a narrow nose, you know, whatever. And I started kind of realizing like there's some people that will that can actually be a shade or two darker than me, but look more racially ambiguous and they'll be called like light skin, like with no problem. And, yeah. and that's why I think, but then I think it kind of shows people's values. I think a lot of people, they don't want to admit it, but they place a lot of value in that stuff. And, and they project it on people. Like, like, for example, like that scene that we were talking about where the dark skin people are looking at that light skin guy and thinking that his life must be hell because he's so close to passing. <laughs> but he can't pass. Yeah, yeah, and uh, my father was one of those type of people, and that didn't define his life at all. Like, like that's not a real thing. That's like Peonia. Is that her name from uh, Imitation of Life? Yeah, it's like it's like yeah. G- Gene Toomer dealt with that, but like Jesus, like he's the only like some acting like it's every person who has that much, you know, who, who's that close to 
you know, whiteness, uh, phenotypically it, and physically, it's not always it's anguish, there, the it, issue. It's anguish to pass. Yeah, like, like, come on, that, man. That blackness, that blackness can only exist as something that you're stuck in. So, so it's like if if his life is supposed to be a tragedy because he's that close and and that one drop is keeping him from passing, then what are you saying about what you would do if you were um, closer? Like, like if that's what you imagine the best thing about being light-skinned is, then it kind of makes me think that you feel kind of stuck in this dark skin. You know what I'm saying? What? And and it kind of takes away any nobility that you're coming at this uh, from, I I think, as far as like the I totally moral high ground. I totally agree with you. And like, and I think that it, I think kind of like where I am with the show, right? And, and, and in general, like it kind of like goes back to the kind of the, the, the tourism of it all. So I remember when I was reading the article about um, how Katori Hall like kind of came up with the show. Cause I was kind of, my first thing that kind of comes up when I think about these shows about these like these like you know communities and stuff like that I'm like all right did the person come from it and I'm not saying that you have to come from it to do a a film about it I'm not saying that but I'm always very curious about the approach right and she said you know the how she learned about it was she went to like strip clubs for like years after when she was interested in doing it she went to strip clubs talked to them took you know stripper classes and all that stuff and I was like you know what there's an element to this show that it feels like it's doing two things she's doing like a tourist thing right it's not necessarily as bad as say something like you know what white people do in a movie like Tangerine it's not Tangerine bad I don't think it's that bad Um, but like it's definitely the out Outsider kind of coming in and thinking by just making them the, um, them the center of the story, it gives them power and everything's cool. But the other thing is it's channeling her own like frustrations out about the world into like these other people's lives in a way that I just think is not necessarily true. Or fair, right? It's and it's it, it's actually that actually to me gets a little nefarious, and I don't quite like that. Yeah, I mean, I saw this. I saw this other thing, right? Where um, I saw this tweet where someone said, where are all the colorism pieces about light-skinned Kamala getting chose over Stacey Abrams and Keisha Lance Boom. Bottoms? Boom. And and I was thinking, like, that's a weird takeaway. Do you think, like, like Stacey Abrams basically has, like, no real experience. No, yeah, um, exactly. She's, she's a, she's, she, she, she they kept Stacey Abrams around because the young people liked her. Exactly. She she had, she had minimal experience. She only had one race really that she that she lost. Yeah. And Keisha Lance Bottom. What what part interesting is if you look at all three of them um, side by side, the Stacey Abrams is not that much darker than Kamala Harris, and Keisha Lance Bottoms I think might be the exact same um, color. Like I just think what they're really talking about is um, again phenotype. Uh, yeah. Ke- Keisha Lance Bottoms, despite her color, looks more like a black woman, whereas um, Kamala Harris looks more racially ambiguous. Yeah, and like I, the, I mean, the um, fact, and, 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 and like, pe- pe- people have to stop acting like they also just don't have in their head stuck that Kamala is half Indian. Like, she is. Yeah. You know, she's half yeah, South Asian. It, like, she is. Like, they can't stop fronting like that's not in, like, literally their brain. Yeah, it, it, exactly. I'm looking at a picture of Keisha Lance Bottom and Kamala Harris um side side by side on on I'm the doing page right I'm, I'm doing it right now also and like maybe like she's a a, a shade darker but like not I really think though Keisha Lance Bottoms might be lighter than Kamala Harris yeah, you, like, you know what though it, it could be the, the oh wait a minute it, 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 it's the pictures though you don't yeah it, to me it's so minuscule like it, it, yeah the, the fact yeah, that we're it, having it, it, the, it, the fact we're having this debate literally answers it right there <laughs> 
Yeah, and, and and but the type of person that would write that, I think, is who P Valley is written for. Like like yeah, like man. people who are just obsessively like like to me, this person who wrote that is, I think, even in their guise as a anti colorism activist, is actually showing more colorism um than the so called um light skinned people because that level of hair splitting, I think is yeah. it's kind of disturbing. I, like it didn't even cross my mind to even think about that with those three. If if you're looking at those three and splitting hair is about um, colorism with those three, then that's how you look at the world. I think you know. And, yeah, it, 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 and it's bigger problem. This bigger problem. Well, it's There's bigger problems. In the I've world. I've become obsessed. I've I've become not. I've become a, a believer that like so much of what we talk about in the black like public discourse or false dilemmas, man. Like it's just, it's, it's just, it's just, or like if they are a dilemma, it's like the dilemma that's, you know, 150th, right. You know, it's not, it's not, it's not top 10, you know what I'm saying? And like, and and I see that everything from like things like colorism to how we talk about politics, you know, like I think like the whole debate around Kamala Harris is like that. I'm not, not, not even not even to get it like that. But like literally it's all this false dilemma shit that I'm like, come on, dude. Like, do you really believe that? All right. So that was a preview. If you like what you hear and you want to hear the rest of the episode and a hundred more episodes then by all means go over to patreon.com forward slash champagne sharks take care y'all